This is an AMI podcast. Well, hello there and welcome to Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially very awkward, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just trying to go about your day with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. I'm Jenny Bovard, and I will be your hostess today, and every episode for that matter. You may have noticed, guys, it has been a while. This episode has dropped a week later than usual. Missing deadlines and excuses, these are some of my least favorite things, but it has been a tough month. And I feel like if anyone can understand, it's you, you lovely freaking people. I won't get into great detail, but let's just say that mixing a lack of depth perception with sharp-edged marble top counters while you're trying to clean up, these things can result in a nasty concussion. But I am on the mend, and this is by no means an ask for sympathy, not at all, but rather just a way to introduce the episode, because this one is all about being an open book, as they say. I met today's guest at a CNIB work event for professional development that brought together colleagues from across the country. That event was four years ago, and I still clearly remember some of the really fun and relatable conversations that we got to have that week, and so I'm pretty excited to get to reconnect with her today. Like me, our guest likes keeping busy, wearing many hats, and saying yes to almost everything is her MO as well. I know her as an effective advocate. She's a YouTuber, a blogger, and look, guys, I really don't follow many blogs, but hers is an exception. And, you know, I'm just going to let her tell you the rest. Ashley Nemeth, thank you so much for coming by to have a laugh with me today. What would you like our listeners to know about you? Thanks, Jenny. I always struggle with this question because I'm like, I don't know what people want to know about me. Um, But I'm a mother to three teenagers. uh, So we're in a very interesting uh, stage of life right now with that. Uh, I definitely really like to keep busy. I do a lot of things. I love to snowboard and golf. And, you know, I love being a parent and getting out for walks with my guide dog. I am totally blind, so I do have albinism similar uh, to yourself, Jenny, but I also have a secondary eye condition, which has made it that I have lost all of my vision, so I don't have any light perception or anything left, but it has created some fun and interesting adventures for sure. I love that you mentioned how interesting it is to be a parent of teenagers. Before we hit record, we were talking about mullets and how they're apparently back in style. <laughs> so that that gave me a chuckle, but uh, that's a bit of a sidebar. You're a YouTuber. You've got a YouTube channel. You're a guide dog user. I would wager that you've experienced more than a couple of times people who think that mm, they're entitled to ask questions that are on the personal side for the sake of maybe making conversation, or maybe they just think it's okay to ask, you know, really personal questions of people who are living with albinism or a disability because they think, hey, we should be accustomed to it. But sometimes the questions are comments, you know, sometimes they're really purely inquisitive. People want to learn, and I'm one to usually be okay to, to educate in those situations. But then there are questions or comments, particularly from strangers, 
when I cannot help but think to myself or sometimes straight up say out loud to them, what did you just say to me? What you say? And that's our theme for this episode. What did you just say to me? What the hell did you just say? So let me start with this first question here. I heard this first question about a decade ago, and it still sticks with me, Ashley. It sticks up in my craw. At the time, I was living in a four-unit house. I was living in one unit that was upstairs. So one evening, I came downstairs to the main door, out onto the porch. I was on my way somewhere, and my downstairs neighbor is down there. So, you know, we're crossing paths, and this is not a neighbor that I knew well at all. We hadn't lived there very long. And so I offered the usual pleasantries. Hello, nice summer evening. And her response, her response was not, oh yeah, great evening, beautiful weather today. No, her response was, do you bleach your eyelashes? Have you ever been asked this question? I have, and it's so ridiculous. Like I just, it's one of those, it's definitely one of those ones where you're like, I'm just going to let you think about that for a second. I responded with a question. How did you respond? I have asked this question many times, and the response has changed from, you know, no, of course not, to um, they match the rest of my hair. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, so I responded with a question, and I think we're thinking along the same lines. My question was, people do that? <laughs> Bleaching your eyelashes seems really dangerous. And then I was like, okay, immediately after I said that, I was like, okay, no, no, I, I I live with albinism. You know, my body just simply doesn't produce pigment for my hair, skin, or eyes. And this person seemed pretty stunned. She didn't have anything more to say. And so I just kind of wished her a good day and I and I went on my way. At the time, it didn't feel super invasive. But the more I thought about it, I realized People don't go around in society just asking strangers whether or not, hey, is that your natural hair color? Hey, is that your natural eyelash color? It just feels like something you don't ask people. But here's the icing on the cake. I later learned that this person was a science major. So I like to think that maybe I helped her answer a future exam question by explaining, no, people with albinism, we just don't have any pigment. <laughs> I hope she got that question right after that encounter. <laughs> yes, I hope I, I didn't have a lot of time to educate her, didn't have a lot of time to get into detail, but I hope I did, a, you know, my due diligence there. So I'm sure that you have had some really left field questions and I'm I'm dying to hear some of them. Yeah, I, when we were chatting about doing this episode and chatting about these things, I really had to narrow them down and they brought up a lot of like funny memories because I think we've all who live with disability or blindness have all had some really left field questions. But one that stands out for me is I was on my way home from work one day and this was like relatively early on in having a guide dog. And I was standing at the bus stop downtown and I was just like minding my own business, waiting for the bus. And a lady approaches me and she was like, excuse me, and at first I didn't answer her because I didn't realize that she was like speaking to me. So eventually I realized, oh, she's speaking to me. Um, and I was like, oh, yes, how can I help you? And she's like, I just wanted to check and make sure. But should you be out here by yourself? Deep breaths. That All, all I can think is. <laughs> yeah, the shock that went through my mind. 
I was at first I was like, pardon. And she repeated it. And I was like, Oh, I, I did hear that correctly. And it is like, I was just finishing work. It had been a little bit of a long day. And like you, I try to educate as much as possible, but sometimes I'm human and that doesn't happen. And so the only response that I came out with was, should you? That's perfect. Yes. And then I turned my back to this woman. Um, and I just, even to this day, like this was a couple of years ago. And even to this day, I'm just like, I can't believe this woman. How could someone think it's appropriate to ask that? Like, what rock are you living under that you don't realize that people who are blind or people with disabilities, like you had just come home from work. You had had a full day. And then you have people questioning, should you be out here alone? I mean, it's just so rude. And like, it's just, I think, the definition of ignorant. And I think if I were you, I probably would have handled that like a similar way. Like, should you? That's great. That's great. Because maybe you're not in the mood to have a long conversation about, you know, here's how people who are blind live independently. I don't know. I just, I'm kind of flabbergasted. Yeah. And you know what, Jenny, I think that's a big thing is that a lot of the times I try to educate and be the best advocate for the community that I can. But reality is, is that we're all human. So, you know, sometimes these comments come after, you know, it might be the 10th, 15th comment you've gotten in your travels, depending on where you are and what you're doing. And so, you know, there might be the odd person who gets the kind of snarky end of that education. Yeah, I've been there for sure. I think that's really, really relatable. There are so many times when I've just, I, I just simply don't have the patience. You know, I'm, you're just trying to go about your day like everybody else. I haven't really had that question myself, but I've heard from friends who are cane users or guide dog users. I'm able to fly under the radar a little bit more than people who use those mobility devices to get around. So I love that. Should you? That makes me think of when I was a kid on the playground and people would ask me, other kids would ask me, why is your hair that color? I would just respond, why is your hair brown? Same deal. Now, this next story, I've been dying to share this with the world. It is absolutely incredible. My husband and I were flying home from London, England, back to Halifax. We had been in, in Ireland, and that was the last leg of our flight home. So I'm in an aisle seat, and not even an hour into this long flight, the man immediately across from me, seated on the other side of the aisle, he hands me a handwritten note on a napkin. And my mind goes racing immediately. My first thought is, oh, hell no, I am not becoming a hostage today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> so then I try to read this note and it's really poorly, it's really, really poor handwriting and it's really tiny for some reason as well. I even tried reading it with my phone as a magnifier. I just, I couldn't make it out. And so I turn to the man, as adults do, and I say, I'm really very sorry. I, I cannot read this. Do you speak English or French? And we could just talk, have a conversation instead. And he doesn't respond verbally. He keeps gesturing to, to read the note. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll ask my husband to please read it to me. Nobody ever in a million years in, in the history of the world, nobody could ever guess what this friggin' note said. This note read, dramatic pause, what 
are your special powers. Let me repeat that so we're clear. What are your special powers? At first, I didn't believe my husband. I was like, he's fucking around with me. This, that's not what the note says. There's no way. He's, he's making a joke. He assured me, yeah, that's what the note says. So I turned to the man. This is a grown-ass man. He's at least in his late 30s. I turned to him and say, what a strange question. Why on earth would you ask me that? And again, he's gesturing. He's not using words. He's gesturing to like my hair and my glasses. And then he says like, you know, you know, gesturing to my hair and my glasses. And I like, I'm, I'm at a loss. So I just did my best to kindly and calmly describe albinism. And I remember saying something like, you know, I, I just don't have pigment. That's all. That's all. As if I was obligated to try and convince him that I didn't have superpowers. <laughs> and then it, it gets worse. Then he tries to convince me that the fish oil he sells may help my condition. He's literally a modern snake oil salesman trying to sell me his fish oil. And I'm just like, okay, this conversation needs to end because I'm going to fly off the handle and this is a long flight and we can't, we can't have that. So I tried to end the conversation. I just recall saying something like, I think I would have heard about some kind of miracle cure like that somewhere by now. And remember, this was just the beginning of a long flight. There's like five more hours left in this flight. I had a lot of time to sit there and think. And I kept thinking, you know, maybe he was compelled to ask this question because my hair, I have really fine hair and it gets incredibly staticky when I fly. Like it will, it stands up almost straight. Like if it's really short, it gets crazy. But I mean, that's, that's not a good enough reason to ask someone a question like that. And then I, again, I had so much time to think and I kept thinking to myself, oh, maybe I should tell him I'm part of a special group like the X-Men and, you know, maybe I can control the weather, like weather that can affect planes. It was really, it was really tempting, but I was, I was good. I behaved myself and I just listened. I read my audio book and just tried not to look in his direction. Till this day, I just, I cannot believe that that actually happened to me and that a grown man asked me that question. He was a grown man and he had all his faculties. It was just the strangest thing ever. Can you top that outlandish question? I don't know. That, I don't know if anybody can talk that one, Jenny. Like, I feel like <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You can't make that shit up. You cannot write that. I feel like everybody's gotten the one like, Oh, you're blind, like daredevil. Yeah, just (laughs) like that. You better watch out. Yeah. And like you, I think I would have a hard time because I think I'd want to like see how far I could take it. It was so hard not to go down that road. But if, if, if I wasn't confined to a plane sitting next to this man, I likely would have had a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I would have been all over that one, Jenny, for sure. I think some of the questions that I've been asked are they're so personal and so ridiculous that a lot of the time, like I just don't even have like an answer. And one question that always amazes me. And I say always, because I have been asked this question multiple times, multiple times this year. (laughs) Um, I've had comments on YouTube and blogs and my husband has actually been asked this question about me. 
um, at his workplace. And so I'm always amazed. And, you know, we're all human. We all have, you know, things that we need to do every day, like eat, shower, go to the washroom, you know, we're all humans. These things happen. And for some reason, some people are just really intrigued by the fact that someone who is blind also does these things. And so one question that I get often is, well, if you're totally blind, how do you know when you're done wiping? That's like the most personal thing you could possibly ask somebody. It is. How? How do you how do you respond? Well, like many times like it varies. Like a lot of the time, like I just try to change the subject, to be honest. But one time in particular, this woman asked me this standing in Walmart. No. Yes, I was standing in line with my husband and we were waiting our turn to like put all of our stuff up there and like pay and, you know, get out of Walmart because nobody wants to spend more time in Walmart than absolutely necessary. And this woman was first, she started talking about my dog and how, you know, wonderful he was. And I was like, oh, yes, he is. Thank you so much. You know, just being polite. And then she says, I have a question to ask you. And I don't want to, I don't mean to offend you, but I've, you know, just been really curious. And she, you know, as if you go to the washroom, how do you know if you're done wiping? And I heard my husband like gasp. And then I was like, again, like in shock, like this woman had asked this question. And I was just like, I don't even know how to respond. And I remember like turning to her and being like, I'm more confused as to why you need eyes for this task. <laughs> like, as someone who has been legally blind slash blind my entire life, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so, like, now I'm curious. Oh, fuck. That's perfect. You're, you're on the, you're on, like, you are on those questions. You respond, I think, just so perfectly. What did she say when you said that? She was like, well, yeah, like you have to check to make sure you're clean. And I was like, no, no, I don't think you do. Oh my We've all had a lot of practice. Some people multiple times a day since they were children. Uh, so I feel like you don't. I can't pick my job off the floor just yet. I just <laughs> I can't believe people ask you that. That is unreal. Yeah. And like I said, like even my husband has been asked this question at work. And he's always like, I don't know. <laughs> Was it like a question we asked before we got married? Be like, hey, so. No. Oh, my goodness. But I I, th- I think it's just so perfect that you flipped it back. But in both of your scenarios, you just flipped it back on them. How do you know when you're done? And And I think it's genuine curiosity in both directions because you're like, I don't know. I've, I've, I've never really done it visually. So, you know, you need eyes to do that. I, oh man, that's a doozy. Oh, I would lose my shit on people all the time. If they asked me that you get me on the wrong day. Yeah. One of my like favorite kind of responses when I'm like in kind of a snarky mood a little bit and like, I'm just done. And the question is out there. I will often like just say to the person, I'm just going to let you think about that for a few minutes. Let them reevaluate their question. I think another thing is, you know, 
you can just Google this stuff now. Just go read. It used to be go read a book and now it's go, just Google it. I don't know. That's just crazy to me that people would even think that it's okay to ask that question. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, I can't. I just can't. Okay. Oof, well, we have, we have covered it. We have got some amazing friggin' stories here. And like nearly every episode we've done so far, I could probably do a whole other episode just on what did you just say to me? What you say? So maybe Ashley, you'll come back next season and we will have you on again. For the listeners, could you please let them know how, how can they find you on YouTube? How can they find your blog? I really like your most recent blog post, by the way, about uh, hustle culture really struck a chord with me. So I'd love for people to be able to connect with you online. Yeah, thanks so much, Jenny. They can find me online uh, at blindmovingon.com. And on YouTube, the same thing, Blind Moving On, Facebook, Instagram, they're all the same. Um, and they'll link to all of my content. So if anybody wants to check it out, feel free. And just so you know, lots of adorable guide dog photos are included on her Instagram. I would like to again thank our guest Ashley because it is one thing to have to address strangers with awkward questions, which so many of us living with a disability can relate to on different levels, but it is Ashley's willingness to be an open book and share those experiences with us in a comedic light. That is what makes her the shit in my book. If there's one thing we can all take away from this time together, it's think really assess that question or comment before you go ahead and say it to a stranger or even someone you know. Consider if maybe there's a more appropriate way to say this. Is it something I should be saying at all? And most importantly, can I answer this on my own without potentially ruining someone else's day and looking like a complete dick? Just think about it before you speak. Can you talk the outlandish and invasive questions from strangers that we shared today? Have you got a theme suggestion for the show? I would love to hear from you. As always, send an email to podcasts at ami.ca or leave a voicemail at 1-866-509-4545. One more time, that number is 1-866-509-4545. Make sure to mention low vision moments in the message, please and thanks. I am also on Instagram and Twitter. Connect with me there under uberblonde4. That's U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. This podcast would not be possible without the technical production acumen of Sam Robinson. And I do hope that word can be used in this context. And a thank you to manager at AMI-audio, Mr. Andy Frank. Until next time, should you be out here alone? The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.